and the forces with me. I'm one with the force, the forces with me. everybody welcome back it's thursday night it's once again time for the gnn cantina happy hour where we sit around and talk about star wars star wars and nothing but star wars i am david your host and with me as always is debbie how are you debbie hi guys i'm doing great cool cool also with us tonight is cam hello hello cam and focus <laughs> he always I just kicked my desk. That wasn't a good thing. <laughs> How's it going, Cam? Oh, it's going. Get getting ready to uh, move across the country again. So I'm that you know that that's why I'm continuing to be off camera. My house is a mess. Don't have my studio set up. Uh, I'll be moving back to Florida on the third of March. So. Uh, needless so to say, I'm alive. Next week's the day after next week's show. Cam's moving. Everybody remember that, so you can, you know, follow him. I'm sure we'll have a live stream of him panicking and screaming at people <laughs> and everything else. Yeah, it'll it'll just be a very shaky camera with only the upper half of my face in focus. You gotta get me out of here. <laughs> I Help see dead me. people. <laughs> I heard that. That was good. I'll take that one. <laughs> All right. Well, tonight, tonight we start the Bad Batch. Before we talk about the Bad Batch, so I want to say one thing. I've been watching, and I know you don't do this, Debbie, so uh, I'll excuse you. And, and Cam, I'm not sure how much you do. There have been a lot of TV spots for Mandalorian. Disney mm-hmm. Plus is really, really pushing. The House of Mouse is pushing this one hard. And we've had some really cool stuff. I mean, most of it's the stuff we've seen already. But I just got to say, I'm getting more and more excited. Mando Season 3 starts next week, next Wednesday. Cannot wait. They're just based on the trailers, the TV spots, I'm all kinds of excited about it. Cam, have you been? Have you seen any of the TV spots? Uh, no. Well, okay. Well, I saw, I think, one of them. Um, and that, that was actually the one of the, uh, the footage that you showed us last week. Um, oh yeah, right, but, right, right. Yeah, but oh, but to be perfect, to be perfectly honest, I try to avoid all that stuff because I because when it comes to things like this, I like to try and go into it as as just blind as possible. I, but I, I understand I, the hype factor behind them, though. I agree with you to a certain extent, but also I've come to find out that, and and especially with like the Marvel shows and the Star Wars shows, what they show you before the series actually starts is more is basically like 90% of that happens in that first episode. Mm-hmm. So really you're the only stuff you're seeing is stuff that's going to happen in the first episode. So the rest of the the series to me is just left, you know, a complete blank, a blank slate. So I, I you're right. I generally try to avoid spoilers with, with all three of the sequel trilogy. I was like, I don't want to read nothing. I don't want it. When Han Solo died in, uh, the force awakens i was completely shocked i mean just off kilter shot i was like <gasps> i cried it was a gut punch and i was like oh my gosh my friend, my friend who i went with it he was like 
oh yeah, they were talking about that online. I'm like, why would you spoil something like that? Why would you go and read something that's going to, I mean, that's a big, that's like saying I am your father mm-hmm. and saying, oh, well, I know. Yeah. Hey, I've seen these movies before. I know it. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's like you're sitting down with somebody, you know, watching Star Wars for the first time. And before Vader's big line comes on, the person you're, you were supposedly introducing Introducing it to you just nudges you with your elbow. Here it comes. Here it comes. Here it comes. This is the best part. This is the best part. <laughs> but uh, no, it's and and you know you see you can go on YouTube and find the the Star Wars React videos where like a parent is showing their kid Star Wars for the first time and they get to the I am the father part and the kids are just like, he's lying, isn't he? That can't be right. No, no, that's not true. That's not true. And they, I mean, I've seen some of them start crying. No, he's so lying. <laughs> like. <laughs> awesome that's the power of star wars right there folks that's the power right there when you can get multi multi generations involved in it and loving everything about it so anyway mando season three we're talking about it next week we'll also continue our chat with the bad batch but we're gonna go ahead and talk about the bad batch this this week's uh episode completed out our i think it completed out our two episode arc mm-hmm. um I'm going to say right now we're going to talk spoilers, so you know, you, you know the routine. If you if you don't want to hear the spoilers, then stop us right now. Go watch Bad Batch and then come back and watch, the, watch us on replay. So, Bad Batch, Season 2, Episode, where are we? Episode 9? 10. 10? Jeez, that far along. Everybody remembers last week they got their ship stolen. We had some good character development from um, uh, from both uh, Omega and from Tech. You know, good good little bonding moment there, sharing of feelings. Even though Tech is like a robot trying to share his feelings, but it, it worked. I mean, it was good. So anyway. So now we've got to find our ship. And honestly, I was hoping for a little bit more from this thief. I really wanted to see. I, I was re- ready for Dave Filoni to pull on another character out of his hat and say, hey, don't forget I made this one. You know, be it Hondo, be it, I don't know, somebody from the Clone Wars, something along that lines. I wanted to see somebody else. But he didn't. He surprised me. He threw He threw a new character at us. And a new a new situation of sorts. Yeah, I mean it's a, it's a, it's something we've seen in a lot of other stories before. Um, and, but he put the Star Wars twist on it. So at the very so while the story itself felt familiar, uh, it still had that kind of uh, that air of freshness to it. It was like, um, okay, basically, I'm going to boil it down, and then I'm going to tell you what I thought. So basically, you've got a guy running a mine. He keeps kids around to work in the mine, but also to steal things, and he gives them very little of the profits that come in, and he keeps the vast majority for himself. And it's worth a lot, and the, the Ipsium that they're mining is, like, super valuable, and he's making them fight for table scraps, basically. So, um, and 
the only thing I could think about this, because when the tides turned, all the, the kids turned against him and basically threw him out, and now they're doing their own thing. But all I could think of was there was a scene in uh, A Bug's Life, the Pixar movie, where you had all the grasshoppers standing around, and they're at the, the little uh, eating place, the watering hole or whatever, and he throws one corn at He goes, did that hurt? No. And then he throws another one. He goes, did that hurt? No. And then he kicks the bottle off the lid, and all of them come out. And it's like, <sighs> you see, when they are one-on-one, -on -one, we can take care of them. But if they all come together, we're going to lose because – we may be bigger than they are, but there are more of them than there are of us kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So that's that's exactly what I was saying. I was like, oh, my gosh, it's a bug's life. OK, I get you. I get you. But and that's not that's not anything new. I mean, Three Amigos was like that. Uh, b basically, any of the. uh Magnificent Seven style movies are all like that, where they teach the townspeople, hey, you can fight, too. Yeah. Um, and uh, honestly, whenever the uh, when the kids were closing in on him, the first thing I thought of was the ending of Lion King when uh, all the hyenas start yeah. to crowd in around Scar or uh, or uh, Toy Story when all the mutated mutated toys are ganging up on Sid. Yes. Very cool. See, I got a Temple of Doom vibe from it. <laughs> well, just because he fell down to, into a fire pit. Is that why? Well, I mean the the bridge scene. Oh, yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, enslaved kids. Indiana Doom or Indiana Doom. Indiana uh, Doom. Yeah, <laughs> Temple of Doom. Whatever. Uh, yeah, that. Uh, yeah, I got vibes of that movie. I. No, I, I I get it. I didn't figure they'd cut the bridge, which they didn't. But. Well, no, I wasn't expecting that, but it just. When they got to that bridge scene, I was just like, yeah, okay. Indiana, Indiana Jones. <laughs> I got you. I got you. So, um, so anyway, uh, and, and something else when, when the kid was flying the ship in, what was the, what was the villains? It was like Mondo or something, right? Mako. Mako. Yeah. Okay. So, oh, Geek Gauntlet's on. Iggy Gauntlet. William. William. William's Long online. time no see. Long time no see. Didn't y'all you y'all do a show last night? Yeah, it was sarcasm. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> My sarcasm meter. In case you missed last night's show, a really good podcast. I was unable to be on it. I was having some health issues. Um, I'm sorry I missed it, but. I, I've heard it was a great Star Wars show. I haven't listened to it yet. I meant to at work, but heard it was great. They talked about Star Wars. Go check it out on YouTube after you get done with us. Watch the really good podcast. Debbie was a part. William was a part. There was four, five, or six of you, right? Uh, William, Jamie, uh, Ambrose, and myself. There you go. It's a great crew. Great crew. I would have been there too, but like I said, I just wasn't feeling it last night. Literally. Well, they definitely found out about my Harrison Ford obsessions. So. <laughs> Anybody every every answer to the question was Harrison Ford. <laughs> Hold on, guys. Let me show you my Harrison Ford body pillow. <laughs> no, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> See, I knew it. <laughs> 
Oh, it was a good time. We had fun last night. So go back and watch that on YouTube. It's great. <laughs> it should be great. I don't see any reason why it wouldn't be. Um, wait a minute. I lost my, uh, what was his name? Mako? Mako. 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 See, and I, I was, like I said, I was somewhat ill yesterday. And so I'm, I'm listening to the, I'm, I've got it turned on and I, it wasn't turned up really, really loud because my head was pounding. And he said, Hey, Mako, I've got a chip for you. I think you're going to like it. But I didn't really hear him say that. And all I could think was, Oh my gosh, he said Lando. He said Lando because it ends with no and everything. I was like, Oh, it's Lando. Okay. This is going to be good. And then it was like, Oh, what is this? It's just some guy. It's just, it's just another new character. Who needs that? Yeah. He would, he reminded me of Watto, except for he was, a lot more slimier. Yeah, I don't know if it was Watto or I mean, there have been several characters like that within Star Wars, uh, within Legends. Uh, one that comes to mind is uh, they. I don't. I don't know if you ever read. Did you read the Han Solo trilogy, Debbie? Not recently. It's probably probably when they first came out. I did. Okay, so <laughs> he was a in. In Legends, Han Solo was born a slave, and he earned his freedom, basically. And it kind of reminded me of Han Solo's Slave Master. Maybe even a little bit of uh, the the underground worm thing on Corellia that was running things in, so, in the Solo movie. So, oh, maybe that's where they got that idea from. <laughs> that's an idea. Imagine that. <laughs> but wait, they don't use any of the Legends stuff, do they? No, no, that would never happen. No, <laughs> what? Um, how how dare Ryan Johnson invent force projection? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, he was just he was he was Weasley. He had a I don't know what was going on with his hand, but it was the carrier. <laughs> it, it was his strong I, hand. I, I know what I know what it was. Yeah, it was just very annoying because so the last starfighter is one of my favorite movies and there's this one scene in the last starfighter where uh uh zur zur and the kodan armada where zur gets his scepter and he's like oh this is much like your kodan emperor's scepter and he goes it takes more than a scepter to rule and he goes you're, you're right and he goes Psh! and it flips this little switchblade out of the top Sheep! And every time he gets mad, he always flips that little ah, and he flips that little switchblade out. And I'm just like, ah, just stop it. You look like a tool, right? Well, every time this guy got mad or did something, that hand was, ah, it was just up and around. And I'm like, all right, just stop. Your hand is not scary. I'm sorry. I think what bugged me the most about it was the fact that it was so much longer than his other arm. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, uh, like when you see somebody with, with that, that's supposed to have like a, a fake hand, a false hand, like in Hook. Hook was really bad about it, and uh, Happy Gilmore with when yeah. Carl Weathers had the wooden hand, and it was like, oh my gosh, one one arm is extremely longer than the other ones. They're not faking that at all. <laughs> so yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I'll be honest. The, 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 this episode kind of highlighted a, uh, a uh, an issue for me that I didn't really realize that I had until now. Uh, so far, this season hasn't really had any singular protagonists. 
And I, no. and, and to, to, to be honest, the other one didn't either, but uh, I was really hoping for one this time around. I mean, the, the, they were kind of setting up Admiral Rampart to be the protagonist, and then he got ousted by Palpatine. So, I mean... <laughs> and you always have, I mean, there's always the threat of, of Crosshair, and he's been in like one episode. Yeah, and, exactly. And it was the Bad Batch episode without the Bad Batch in it. And that, that was episode three, I think. Yeah, I think so. But um, but th- I, I, I'm with you. I, I really would have liked to have seen a, a main protagonist. I, I mean, I guess in the first season... Maybe that that was uh, I would I would have said that their main protagonist was Crosshair because they ran into him several several times, right? You know, and throughout it, the course it, of that show, and he, he had that uh, he had that mercenary crew with him too. So that so it it kind of created a the antithesis to the Bad Batch in a way, right? Right. But now it's yeah, you're right. There there hasn't really been any main protagonist. It's always you, you it's. We've got the Empire. The Empire is our enemy, but you don't really see them. And yeah, you're right. Uh, what's his name was <laughs> that? That was a shock to me because I was like, okay, he's going to be the. This will be the protagonist, and he's the one hunting for them. And then Palpatine said, "Throw threw him under the bus, literally." <laughs> said, "Hey, it's his fault. Yeah. He did it." And and I mean he like it, it was a solid introduction to his character whenever when we first see him and uh, the clones giving give gives him the report of Clone Force ninety nine and he says, oh no no they weren't there and shoots the clone in the back I was like okay yeah. then this guy is scummy he uh, he's gonna do underhanded stuff to get what he wants this is our villain he's and then ruthless and then nope he has a whole you know. 10 more minutes of screen time and then he's gone. It's just like, oh, come on, guys. <laughs> yeah, give us something we can I don't know. Maybe I mean maybe the empire is enough. Maybe them maybe they're well, the, I mean I mean that 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 worked in the past, but that can't be the case for everything moving forward. I mean well, I yeah. I'd, I'd like to see them move along and and help start the rebellion. I'd like to see them move kind of into that role as of we're going to help train some of these fighters, these rebel fighters so that they know what to do. You know, something along that lines. I wouldn't mind seeing something like that. In which case, yes, the empire could be the the big bad, but well, yeah, I mean, de- definitely, but yeah, but here's the thing with uh, with all these Star Wars projects that all take place around the same time. You, all, you know, like the Empire is always the enemy, and yeah, and gr- granted, yeah, yes, I understand that that's kind of the necessity of the time period that these stories take place in. But you know, I, I I'm going to kind of bring it back to the old adage of your story is only as good as its villain, right. and in order for me to really root for these characters, they have to have a legitimate threat to those characters and they haven't not like in rebels we <laughs> rebels it was the empire it was always the empire but you had thrawn that was kind of yeah. the, the the stick in the eye if you will yeah you, you had and before thrawn, that it was uh, uh, callus so yeah and, and, and in season in season one you had callus which he was kind of the uh you know the underling villain, I suppose. But then you had the Grand Inquisitor, and he present he presented not only a legitimate physical threat to the heroes, but he also uh, it's I'm, I mean I, I hate to make this comparison because I know that I know that's really really it, it's a stretch, but 
I, I, I'm kind of comparing it to uh, Batman and Joker in the Dark Knight, where granted they they had never met at that point, but Joker still knew how to get into Batman's head, and yeah, and that that's what, that's what the Inquisitor did. He was constantly getting into Kanan's head. He was constantly trying to turn Ezra to the dark side, and it, he presented a threat not just to the life of the heroes, but to the morals of those heroes. And uh, yeah, I'm just not getting that with the Bad Batch. Okay, so Dave Filoni, we know you're watching. We need a good centralized villain. <laughs> I tagged you on Instagram, so I know you're here this time. Well, I think maybe, I mean, yeah, the Empire is is the villain, but I think it's also showing that because of what the Empire has done so far, how people change and become villains themselves because we've seen that on well on all the side quests yeah <laughs> somebody's yeah. always you know because of what the empire did they've you know they're not the person that they might might have been in the in the past you know what i wouldn't mind seeing and this would be good too let's let's forget the imperial officers and stormtroopers and i mean yeah they're still there but what about the uh the isb we really, really liked that character in uh, Andor. The, the was it Imperial Security, like the FBI, yeah, or the yeah, CIA that, for the Empire, or whatever. Serious yeah. Imperial Security Bureau. Yeah. Oh, so I did get it right. Cool. Oh yeah. Let's 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 have a let's have an ISB agent trying to hunt these. Look, these are rogue clones. We've taken care of all the other clones. We got to find these guys because. I don't know why. But... Yeah, I'm. A, I mean, I mean, hell, bring bring back Krennic. Everybody loved Krennic. Yeah. Have, um, have him be the one who's hunting the Bad Batch or something. Uh, Krennic's busy with the Death Star. We, we, you can leave him alone. He's fine. <laughs> He's fine. <laughs> but yeah, join us I for mean... Bad Batch season three when the Bad Batch goes hunting for the Death Star plans, only to <laughs> fail as a teaser to Rogue One. Oh, that would be good. But no, do that in season four, and then you can you can say we did four seasons. We're good. We're not yeah. jumping the shark. Now you know yes. what that means. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, Dave Filoni, we know that you're watching. If you're watching, stay silent in the chat. Outstanding. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. <laughs> He's here. <laughs> so they 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 run this thing. They gotta get uh they gotta put their ship back together for one thing, because it's been pulled apart. Um They, what was it? They they had, she had to go down, go upstairs to release the ray shields, is what mm -hmm. it was. And she was putting on a thing, and I saw it coming a million miles away. Even before they got into that control room, and he pushed the button, I was like, he's gonna, he's about to be a jerk, isn't he? Isn't he? He's just about to benefit himself. And yeah, he turns her in basically and says, hey. I'm, I want to be in this guy's good graces from now on, so I'm going to turn in the the bad guys. <laughs> did any one of did either one of you not see that one coming? Oh, uh, yeah. absolutely, hundred <laughs> percent. You know, well, Mako had them all so gaslit. You know that yeah. the Ipsian was so degraded, and 
you know, they had to work longer, harder, you know, hours to be top earner to get a whole bowl of soup to themselves yeah. and not have to fight over one bowl of soup with 10 other kids. So, yeah. I don't get it, but. But yeah, he turned them in anyways. Even after, even after he found out, hey, this Ipsium is good, and he's making a lot more money than us, and he could be sharing his profits. Blah 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 blah. So, but nope his his mind was changed by the power of friendship. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but yeah, well, I mean, it's it, that's another thing that we've seen in a lot of stories before. You know the. The, the downtrodden person betrays the protagonist and um, you know, after their betrayal, their mind is changed by the kindness of the protagonist. We've seen yes. it a million times already. It's, and yeah, it's done to death. Yeah. As, a, as soon as they walked into that uh, control room and he pressed that button, I was like, I know exactly where this is going now. <laughs> In fact, I think I even called it. I think I even said, okay, he, he pushed the button, and I'm like, okay, he just sold her out, but they're going to find out that the stuff that they're mining is actually really valuable, and or something's gone on to where he's making a lot more money than everybody thinks he is, and he's just ex exploiting their slave labor, and it's like, yeah, I got the rest of this episode figured. And then they're going to say, hey, look what he's doing, and then they're all going to attack him, and the only people that are going to be fighting for him are his robots, and he's only got like four or five of those, so it'll be an easy takeover. It, it was it, it was honestly a, a really huge eye roll moment for me. And I don't know if this way, uh, I don't know if you guys agree, but when, well, whenever Mako knocked himself over the edge of the bridge and uh, what, what, what was that kid's name? Like Benny or something like that? Benny. Yeah. Benny in the uh, oh. Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, Mako kind of, you know, grabs onto the edge and Benny comes down. He's like, take my hand. It's like, why would you want to save this guy? <laughs> After you just found out that he has literally been starving you, uh, why, like, come on. Why, hey, why do the clones always shoot, uh, shoot stunners at the stormtroopers when the stormtroopers are literally shooting death blows back at them? Well, because the clones <laughs> because, are their brothers and they have a code of honor, but well, these kids are slaves. But, but here's the thing. They're the good guys, and we've got to have the good guys try and save the bad guys uh, in uh, all situations. That's just the way. It's, it's a, I, I I hate that cliche though. I hate the cliche of the villain hanging off the edge and the hero who has been trying to work against them the entire time reach down and try to save them. And, and I I understand that you know you can't have your hero be the one who kills and whatever, but at the same time though. In this particular instance, I feel like it's kind of justified, and I feel like it would have been a much more powerful moment for this kid who's likely going to come back by the end of the season because he oh, left sure. saying, he left saying, you know, I owe you or you owe me or whatever. Um, but but I feel like it would have been a much more powerful powerful moment for his character to just let him go. Say, say no, you did us wrong. You've been starving us our entire lives. We did all this for you and got nothing. So bye bye. Oh. What was the scene in Deadpool? Four or five moments. Four or five moments. What? You were rambling. <laughs> I'll look for the other four moments. Don't worry. <laughs> the opportunity to be a hero. Spare an enemy. 
Oh, God. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, those movies are fun. So, yes, there you go. That, that He should have Deadpooled him. Let's just say <laughs> that. And then he could look for the other four or five moments. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, well. so the kids, they they get the kids turned against him. They easily defeat their his little five robot army. Um, there was another, they couldn't fire any rounds because of the Ipsium. And I was thinking, you know what, they're not, but they haven't really fired any rounds like throughout this entire season. It's all been stun blasts. But I'm wondering if they didn't do that because it's a robot. And so. Would the stun even work on robots, I wonder? I don't know. (laughs) No idea. Well, they need ion ion guns. We need. just found Star Wars' next original idea. <laughs> Find <laughs> out whether or not Find out if stun, stun shots work All on right, droids. Dave, the stuns work on droids. Show us in the next episode or in Mando. Mando season three next week. Yeah, um, this uh, this season. Now that I think about it, this season has been a little on the slower side in terms of person-to-person action. Uh, I mean, the, the season one had a lot of, you know, shootouts in hallways and running through facilities and stuff, but this one hasn't really had much. No, it really, and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I, I'm still of the mind right now that this is one of those shows that's, that's four kids and made four kids. And this was, this is a perfect Saturday morning cereal. The only thing really detrimentally that I've seen is, uh, Mako was killed at the end of this one. Very Han Solo style where he fell down the fire pit. Yeah. Like, oh, and, Debbie's but the, gonna be mad because he died the same way Han Solo did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the, and I feel like there has been more of people actually dying in this season because you, you had that uh, you, you had that planetary governor who died in episode three because crosshair shot her. Uh, you had the clones who got shot in. Uh, I think it was the first episode of that two part arc uh, that took place on Coruscant. Mm. Um, What's his name? Shot the guy in the back. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, that one, too. In the back. We talked about that one. I mean, okay, maybe there's some darker moments, but I'm still I'm I'm still of the mind that this is. uh, It's a Saturday morning cartoon show, and we're going to start and end and each episode's kind of going to be a self-contained story. It's it's yeah, it's not progressing as fast as I would like it to. Is that a good way to put that? Yeah, definitely. And I and I. I, I, part of me wants to make the argument that they're kind of holding back on the action to focus more on character development, which they have kind of done. I mean, what we got more out of Echo, we got more out of uh, Tech, uh, we even got more out of Crosshair. Um, but and that was but, one of uh, the better episodes. Exactly. But but thinking about it now, it's like, what have they done with Hunter and Wrecker? I mean, Wrecker, I, I can kind of understand. You know, he was made to be a one note character. Uh, but. but I mean, Hunter's the leader of the squad. I mean, he's 
you know, he he's the, the, the figurehead of all of these people. And he's made no impression on me in this season, like whatsoever. And I mean, he had a lot. I, I, I think he had a lot in the first season, especially going back to Camino, finding Omega and then. Yeah. And then it was a lot of protecting Omega, keeping up with her and teaching her stuff. So I don't know. Maybe they're just kind of slacking on that part of it now. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> so so far, like the most characterization we've gotten out of Hunter in this season is he can pinch dirt and know exactly what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you can't do that? I can do that. Well, well, he's just showing off his hunting skills. You, you look at the track, you pinch the dirt, and you kind of squish it between your fingers, and you sniff it and go, they're headed that way. <laughs> they're about two days in front of us. Two days march in front of us. Oh, man. <sighs> yeah, and, and like, that's so far this season, that's the one thing that I remember about him is, is that he pinches he's dirt a lot. two or three times, yeah. <laughs> I, but, uh, and I'm I'm not you know I'm I'm not a, a complete detractor. I really do hope that we get more out of him this season. Uh, you know, before the end of it, it's just I'm 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 really craving for them to pick up the pace here. Yeah, and and what's so bad is that next week, as of next week, I think we've only got six episodes left in this season. I think because I think. Mando and uh, Bad Batch are going to overlap for six weeks. So we'll have six weeks where we're doing have two shows and then we'll have two weeks left of Mando. And and then we're out of Star Wars shows. <laughs> but that's okay. No! We've got good stuff. Clint. We got May the 4th coming up. May the 4th is on a Thursday this year. Ooh, outstanding. Yeah, it's going to be great. Uh, May 25th is on a Thursday this year as well. And for those of you that don't know, May 25th is the anniversary date for Return of the Jedi. So that'll be the 40th anniversary for Return of the Jedi. We're going to try and do a Return of the Jedi all-inclusive show just about Return of the Jedi. It's going to be great. It's one of my favorites. I saw it in the theater in 1983. It was the most beautiful thing I'd ever seen. Uh, it was, a young a, it was the first Star Wars film child. that I ever watched. So yeah, in that regard, it holds a very special place in my heart. So it was beautiful. It was glorious times. Okay. Debbie, did we miss anything? We're really short on time here. Did we miss anything? No, not really. We've covered, yeah, we've covered everything. <laughs> it was kind so, of a, it not a filler episode really, but it was kind of a, you kind of saw it coming episode. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it it topped off the two episode arc, but it didn't. I don't know. There was no it, crescendo. It, if it, yeah, it, it made it, the it kind, it kind of felt like just another episode. episode. It was just kind of meh. It was just kind of a. It was a cake with no frosting. Yes, so <laughs> it was. It was just a cake. It's like, eh, okay. Put some frosting on it. Make it better. Make it taste better. Uh, Give me some reason I, for. Yeah, I I don't know. 
it's it it's honestly kind of kind of amazing to me that you know that the the first episode of, the, of this arc ended on a legitimate cliffhanger and then it just kind of petered out in the second one i was i don't know i was a little disappointed it ended on a cliffhanger but the cliff wasn't that tall <laughs> it wasn't as tall as you thought it was Oh, that's okay. I mean, well, 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 yeah. I mean, like you said, we've still got six episodes left, and uh, I'm maybe up, they can uh, pick it up. Yeah, I'm sure they'll they'll give us something exciting by the end of it. Because because I mean, the, the last two episodes of uh, of the first season were exciting. Oh yeah. Uh, and and I mean, g- granted, <laughs> it was a chore to get to them. But at least it kind of ended on a high note. But what we need is two three story arcs or three episode arcs. That's what we need. Finish off the season in a bang, give us a really strong, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? And have it resolved by the end of the third episode. And then a really good cliffhanger ending for season three. So that it's like, oh, I can't wait to see season three. It's going to be good because this is going on and this is happening. That's what we need. We need two good three three episode arcs what's that you said six self-contained episodes all of which involve treasure hunting (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) and and wanda sykes because yes exactly we we can't get what's her name in here to Uh, I, 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 I swear, tr- truly, if they do another treasure hunting episode before the end of the season, I'm, 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 I'm checked out. <laughs> Cam's gonna give up. He's giving up on. <laughs> on the bad bad. Um, I'll go cleanse my palate with Star Wars Resistance. Oh, oh, God, oh no! Dude. Even I wouldn't no. go that far. No. Oh Lord, that's Good like last for me. Uh, hey Debbie, there's your clip for this show. Go <laughs> ah, I know that just leaves a bad taste in your mouth. Uh, we didn't yeah, that, even say it, and it still left a bad taste in my mouth. That kind of hurt down to the soul. <laughs> the one good thing I will say about Star Wars Resistance is that. Because of Star Wars Resistance, they put out a new Lego TIE Interceptor, which they have not done since 2008. And I was happy to get a TIE Interceptor. I mean, it was red, but hey, still a TIE Interceptor. Still got to love it. To be honest, I think my favorite thing about Resistance was uh, uh, the direct tie-in with The Force Awakens. Because you have the uh, the kids on there who watched uh, mm-hmm. General Hux's speech on Starkiller Base. Yeah. So, that was fun. <laughs> that was all of three minutes of footage. I was gonna say it might have been the whole most interesting thing in the whole season, or the whole two seasons to be back. The whole series. Mm-hmm. I I couldn't even make it through three episodes, so I'll take your word for it. Well, I I watched it because <clears throat> it was Star Wars, and maybe we ought to have a have a rewatch and. Have an episode on resistance. Oh, come on. We watched the holiday special. No, I did not. Uh, <laughs> maybe still hasn't seen the holiday. <sighs> Go on YouTube and watch the holiday special. 
put yourself. I watched it originally it, when it first it. came out. It you know it was very traumatizing as a child. Yeah. Stir whip. Stir whip. <laughs> oh, Who Lord. wants to see B. Arthur dance around in a cantina and sing a song about it? Yeah. No. <laughs> Nobody wants that. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I also never thought that I'd see a Wookiee use a VR headset to watch sketchy stuff. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, get some of that <laughs> little uh, that little space action going on. Yeah, definitely some PG thirteen. Yeah, before PG thirteen existed. Yeah, I'm just. Oh, I see. I see what they're doing now. The Wookiee Jedi in the Bad Batch is the same Wookiee that we see. In the holiday special, it oh, ties no. together. No, no, no. <laughs> well, okay, so does that mean that Chewie's son is the Wookiee that we see in Book of Boba Fett? Isn't that Tarful? No, that, that, that's not Tarful. What am I thinking? Uh, um, that was Kraskastan. Oh, uh, Black Kersantan. Yeah, whatever. He could have changed his name. You don't know. Died as fur. Died as fur, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it was that one Wookiee in Book of Boba Fett. I think his name was like Kukamonga or something. <laughs> oh, lordy. Uh, well, I'm a, I mean, at least it was fun to watch him throw Tamara Morrison around. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> I, I was excited to see. Well, honestly, I was excited to see any kind of action from a Wookiee because I mean Peter Mayhew was was good don't get me wrong but really all Chewbacca did was run around and shoot things he he didn't really throw well I guess he threw the one stormtrooper in Empire Strikes Back when he was at the when they were at the freezing chamber but it wasn't a I wanted to see the the Wookiee pull somebody's arms off because like in Solo that's what that's what Wookiees do. Well, and there was a deleted scene from uh, Force Awakens too, where he did it. Mm -hmm. It was uh, 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 Ray, but Ray bumped into uh, Uncar plot at Moskanada's um, Castle. Moskanada's Castle, I think. Mm. And she tried to pull his her blaster that Han had given her, and he said, "You got the safety on." And then Chewie shows up and rips his <clears> arms <throat> off. I was like, oh, see, that should have been left in. That would have been good. Yeah. We made it R-rated, but... <laughs> we like violence. Uh, well, that, that's something I kinda, uh, that I liked about the Solo movie. Um, I mean, you know, people have their issues with it, whatever. But one thing that I really loved about it was the physical comedy. Because, um, you know, whenever Han and Chewie come up out of the, uh, uh, out of the cage... Uh, they start. They both run in different directions, and then they they got. They've still got that chain attached They're, to the legs, and so once it goes taut, <laughs> you, you just see Alden Ehrenreich just go flying. I thought that yeah. was hilarious. Somebody said that they didn't like Solo because only Harrison Ford can play Han Solo, and I looked at it as don't think of him playing Harrison Ford playing Han Solo. Think of him just as playing Han Solo. That is exactly how that character would have acted. I mean, he may not look exactly like Harrison Ford, but that is he—he he had the character spot on. 
So yeah, he I thought he did a pretty good job. He had he had some of the mannerisms down, and yeah, I I, I didn't have a a problem with Aldrich. As Han I was Solo. I was I'm actually kind of disappointed that they're not going to go ahead and do a sequel to it. Because I'd really love to see where Kiera goes with Maul and everything, and how that all panned out. Um, oh, well, hey, Filoni, I know you're watching. Make a TV show. Well, so supposedly we're we're getting Star Wars film updates uh, in, the, in a couple of months. Oh, good. Yeah, I, ca I, I can't remember. I can't remember what event they're going to be revealing them at. Uh, I, I Is it not... celebration coming up? It, it it's something i can't remember exactly what it was but but everybody's saying right now that some new film details are going to be released well they got uh was taika taika watiti was talking about doing some movies i know ryan johnson his trilogy i don't know if that's still i haven't heard that it's canceled but i haven't heard that it's going anywhere yet well, I mean, to uh, to be fair, all the projects that have come up in the last couple of years have not gone anywhere either. So, no. Um, I mean, uh, Taika Waititi, he's been on, he's been set to direct a Star Wars film for like the last two years. I don't know. After watching Thor: Love and Thunder, I'm kind of scared <laughs> about that. Yeah, I'm a, I'm I'm honestly really scared about that too. I mean, don't get me wrong, Taika Waititi is he's a talented filmmaker. Oh yeah. Uh, so, Thor Ragnarok was was great. Jojo Rabbit, what a great movie. Um, but I'm 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 just worried that he that he's gonna go just the comedic route. You know, make it have, make it silly. Yeah, have like have a character crash a speeder and just look over at the camera and say, "I meant to do that." Or, or something stupid like that. And I'm just, uh, I'm, I, I'm cautiously optimistic. I, I think my, my brother said about Thor love and thunder. I asked him after he watched it because Ragnarok's one of his favorites. He loved Ragnarok and he loved the two guardians movies, but he did not like love and thunder. And I was like, well, what, what was wrong with love and thunder? He said, well, they gave Taika Waititi some playroom on Ragnarok, and they said, you can go do your thing, but we're going to keep you on this really tight leash anyways. And then Thor Love and Th or Thor uh, Ragnarok came out, and everybody went to go see it, and it made tons and tons and tons of money, and everybody loved it, and they basically took the leash off and said, okay, just go make a Thor movie. And he was like, hee hee hee, the power is mine now. And he made the movie he wanted to make, and everybody was like, oh... That's a good Taika Waititi movie. That's not a good Thor movie. So, oh yeah, they just they it's... they gave him too much. Yeah, it's a, it's funny, you know, because uh, a, a lot of different directors have worked have worked in the MCU. Um, and, but my my favorites have always been the ones that were that were directed by uh, the Russo brothers. Yeah, yeah. I mean. The, 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 their movies like Winter Soldier, Civil War, Infinity War, Endgame, you know, they keep the core values of what makes the MCU the MCU while while also making serious films with, you know, with really, you know, uh, serious stories, good character drama. Uh, and I don't know. It seems like a lot of it's been kind of steering away from that so far. Um but but De uh, Debbie, did you see uh, Ant Man yet? Yes. 
What'd you think of it? We talked I about enjoyed it on it. MCU Mondays. Yeah, I, I enjoyed well, I it. I work on Mondays. Oh. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I, I really liked it. it uh, the humor was not over. I didn't think the humor was overdone. Um, yeah, I, I didn't have any problems with it. Is it a perfect movie? No. But it was a good, fun movie. I don't I gotcha. think there's any such thing as a perfect movie. I've not found one yet. And that includes Last Empire Crusade. Huh? Last Crusade. Uh, 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 okay, maybe. <laughs> Last Crusade. Oh, you you must mean the prequel to that awesome film, The, the Crystal the King, Skull. The Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. <laughs> Because, 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 because is, I hope this doesn't ruin Indiana Jones for you. The first three movies are now technically prequels to Crystal Skull. Yep, <laughs> Crystal Skull and Dial of Destiny. So you better hope that one's not a not a crapshoot. Have you not seen it yet, uh, Cam? No, I haven't seen it yet. I've uh, I've I've heard mixed things about it. I've been trying to stay away from. Uh, from like legitimate reviews of it, but uh, I, I I've heard mixed things about it. I I heard that uh, the general consensus of what I've heard ba- uh, of that movie is that King the Conqueror is the best thing about it. Um, oh, I wouldn't say. I, I mean, he is the best thing, but that doesn't mean that there aren't any other good things. No, yeah. well, yeah, no, I, yeah, that, that's that, that's not what I'm saying at all. Uh, it's a, I'm just I'm just worried. <laughs> I mean. Cause, uh, well, uh, all I, of us I've been long... watching the, I've I've been watching the MCU since Avengers back in 2012, and 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 so you you could say that I've grown with the franchise. I wish that the franchise would grow with me. You know what I mean? Uh, mm. Yeah, like like Love and Thunder. It was a fun theater experience, but it wasn't a great film. Uh, if it, it felt like a huge step back in terms of what the MCU has been trying to build towards. And I kind of felt the same way about Multiverse of Madness. Uh, and with, with with everything that everyone's told me about, uh, you know, She-Hulk and Miss Marvel. Uh, oh, I, mean, I like Miss Marvel. Did you? I, I I've, enjoyed it. I've, I don't I, know I've, I've, heard a lot of, I've heard a lot of mixed things about that, too. Uh, kind of equally positive and negative. Uh, She-Hulk, I've heard, like, almost nothing positive about no, it. there's nothing positive <laughs> about it. Absolutely. Um, it, it, it's gotten to the point now where it feels formulaic. And I really hope that they don't go the route of making... Uh, of making these MCU projects like uh, like an assembly line, you know. Okay, well we have to have this here, and then we have to have this here, and if we include this, we're going to make this much money. But we have to have this here too. So make sure you include this joke and this joke and this joke, and make sure you call back to this moment and this moment. And it, it it doesn't. I don't know. I'm not going to say it feels directionless, but I, I feel like it's. I feel like in terms of overall maturity, the MCU has kind of regressed. <laughs> So, and uh, with a villain like Hang the Conqueror, you know, you're going to have some high stakes with that one. And I really want the story to reflect that. Right. Instead of being a 90 minute joke. Well, there was four of us on MCU Mondays and we all gave it a seven out of 10. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
Well, that's kind of encouraging. It's it's, it's because not... usually I'm the one that gives the highest score and everybody else is dumping on it. So <laughs> <laughs> for once, everybody agreed with me. <laughs> it, it's bound to happen. Even a blind squirrel finds a nut once in a while. <laughs> it's bound to happen. Law of averages. So. So look at that. We're on a Star Wars show. We're talking about Marvel. But that's okay. That's okay. It was a pretty poor episode of The Bad Batch. So. <laughs> yeah, there wasn't much to talk about, unfortunately. About. Not a whole that, lot of meat in this episode. That, other than they got their shit back. Hey. Yeah. yeah they got inside. Shenanigans ensued. They got outside. That, yep. was, that was basically it. Pretty much. Pretty much. So, Debbie, shameless plugs. Well, I'm assuming we have an MCU Monday. I don't know about what yet. Um, and then tomorrow, if you're a Star Trek fan, um, I'll be on um, The Geek and I on the Ooh. GNN channel. And we're going to be talking about episode two of Picard, which I thought was pretty good. So Still have not watched it. It's good. I, I'm, you could probably not even watch season one and two and just go right into season three. I I don't have Paramount Plus and I don't plan on paying for Paramount Plus. <laughs> so. I have to because the majority of my shows are on Paramount. The FBI shows, the NCI, NCIS shows, there's some medical shows. So starting, you know, Star Trek. If oh. somebody wants to give me a free Paramount Plus subscription, I'll I'll go watch it by all means, but <laughs> I'm not paying for it. So, Cam, shameless plugs. Well, uh, this past Sunday, I had my interview with Jonathan Mayberry. Uh, it went exceptionally well. Uh, f- found out about some new stuff that he's doing, so I'm definitely excited. Uh, yeah, he he said he's working currently on a. Uh, on his first like deep space novel, like cosmic horror type stuff. And I'm a, I'm a sucker for co- for good cosmic horror and to have it come from Jonathan Mayberry, that's going to be some good stuff. Jonathan Mayberry also does. If you haven't read any of his stuff, there's a, a series on Netflix called uh, V wars that he is the, it's based on his works. Yes. So. He's in, he's worked on a lot of comics, uh, a, a lot of oh, yeah, a lot of, of yeah. Well, it, it, he he wrote um, uh, he wrote a lot for Black Panther, mm-hmm. and a lot of what he wrote was incorporated into the Black Panther films. So and so it, it was a <laughs> he told me it was a proud moment for him to see his ideas come to life. Was he? Did he get any kind of credit in that movie? I don't think so, but, but, because. Uh, I can't. I can't remember exactly what what he what he called it. It, it wasn't contract work. It was uh, stuff he had already written, kind of thing. So yeah, but, but it wasn't. It wasn't the exact. I mean, it's like uh, like uh, Venom. The second Venom movie was basically Maximum Carnage from the Spider-Man series, but not really. It was, it, there were some aspects of the story there, but it wasn't like a spot on thing from the other comic books or from the yeah. comic books. Cause that was all Spider-Man anyways. So 
but yes, that was very cool. I saw part of that interview. It was amazing. It was great. Cam does do interviews. It's awesome. Um, are you still, since you're moving, are you still planning on going to the, uh, the Tennessee Comic-Con? So, yeah, well, okay. So here's the thing. Unfortunately, no, I can't. I, I was planning on it. I had a flight purchased. And uh, the their website, all of their promoting and everything only says that the event is on Saturday the 18th. And oh. I, I, which, which is, you know, pr- pretty normal for a smaller event like that. that. That's what I was expecting. I reached out to the, uh, uh, to the proprietors of the event uh, saying, hey, you know, uh, you were in contact with uh, the manager of the company I work for. Uh, about getting a press pass, I was wondering uh, how to go about getting my my pass physically in my hand. You know, for by the time the event comes around, and that they said, "Oh, well, the pass is only for Sunday." I said, "Well, what's on Sunday?" And and they said that the comic show. I was like, "Well, I didn't know anything about that. I already purchased a flight to come in on Friday and leave early Sunday morning." Yeah. And, and I I and I, I couldn't cancel it because I wouldn't get any money back. Ooh. So, um, and so basically I'm, I'm out almost, you know, uh, over, I don't remember exactly how much it was. It was 200 and something dollars. And you know what, with my, with all the expenses I'm having to worry about with moving now, I don't want to, I, I can't spend that much right now right, right. To, to reserve another plane ticket. So unfortunately I'm going to have to miss the event. Oh, we are, we are here at geek news now. We do try to go to as many events as we can throughout the, uh, well, wherever we are. So I, honestly, Cam, I was not expecting that just because you're moving. And I was like, oh, well, he's moving. So he's not close anymore. So he's not going to go. So, but you did, uh, cent- did you do Central Florida Comic Con with? Uh... I, yes. Uh, um, myself, Dev and Becky and uh, my wife all went to Central Florida Comic Con and we all had uh no, no, actually, I think it was just me, Devin, and Becky that had the press passes. If I, I don't, I think I remember that correctly. I don't, yeah. But, um, uh, where, where we're going to be living in Sebring, uh, Lakeland is only, I think, two hours away. So, next time Central Florida comes around, Dave, if you're watching, get us in there, damn it. <laughs> we want to go to Central Florida Comic Con. Yeah, it, I mean, it, it it was great. We 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 got there and we and we came out with interviews with contacts. Uh, you know, what, what we got uh, the sponsorship from the uh, I can't remember what the company is called, but that the, the com- it's a company that's making basically th- three dimensional D and D. So oh, I I they were at one of uh they were at one of the cons I went to just uh, last year, I think. I think I've seen that company. I think I've got their business card around here somewhere. Anyway, I've talked. Yeah, I've talked to them. Um, I'm getting me a press pass one day. Do it. I've got, I've got like four or five now. Had a lot of fun with them. Retro Expo's coming up. Uh, we've got Fan Expo's coming up in Dallas. Um, I'm going to try to go to Little Rock this year. It's only about four or five hours up to Little Rock from where I live. So, um, 
and my parents live up there anyway, so I can stay for free. So it's not a big deal. Uh, hey, mom, can we come and visit you? Oh, yes, come and visit. Great, we're leaving. I'm dropping the kids here, and I'm going to the Comic Con. I'll have fun. <laughs> so, no, it'll be fun. Like I said, Geek News Now, we're trying to get out to the Comic Cons. We're trying to get out among the fans here. If you want to come see us, I'm just shoot us a note on the Geek News Now Facebook page. We'll tell you if we're going to be there. Is there somewhere you want us to go? Shoot us a note on the Geek News Now Facebook page, and we will try and get there. Um, next week, next week, Mando season three starts. Mando season three and episode eleven of the Bad Batch. We're gonna be double fisting it. We got both of them coming out at the same time. It's gonna be great. Um, also join us for MCU Mondays on Monday, as Debbie said before. Um, a really good podcast, and that's spelled R E E L Y. Really good podcast. Check them out. They're on. Uh, it's on YouTube. And uh, what are the? Are we on now? iTunes. Are we on iTunes for the podcasts? Are we not? Uh, Amazon, Spotify, Podbean. Uh. Most we might be main. on. I think we might be on iTunes, yeah, or Apple. Most of the big ones. Most of the big ones have it. Our podcast. All yeah, of there's like shows, five of them we're on. So all of our live shows get converted to uh, just vocal, and they'll be on the podcast. So you can come and listen to us anytime you want to. Um, check out the podcast. Check out our Facebook pages, Instagram pages, uh, Twitter pages, Twitch pages, any kind of social media you can. Everything you can shake a stick at, we're everywhere, and it's great. Oh, the website, geeknewsnow.net. Go check it out. Got some great articles there, uh, great writing writing team there putting out some quality content out there. So go check us out. Hit the like and subscribe button, all that kind of fun stuff. We will see you all next week for Mando Season 3. May the Force be with you all. <laughs>